Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Everyone has levels of trauma. Mm -hmm. So we need to be managing that all the time because if we don't, it gets messy. Every experience is physically changing the brain and the body. And cumulatively over time, if we don't manage those changes, then the brain and the body aggregates and accumulates and our vulnerability to disease, etc., increases up to up to ninety eight percent over time. So this is this avoids all of that. The neurocycle avoids all of that. So it's, but it's got to be done in cycles. Change does not happen in one day or four days or even twenty one. Like we often think habits form in twenty one days. Mm-hmm. Habits imply that you're going to change your behavior. That ta- that doesn't happen in twenty one days. It takes at least sixty three days for a decent level of a habit to form. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Dr. Caroline Leave, welcome to She. I am so excited to have you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be talking to you, Jordan. Thank Uh, you for inviting me. Absolutely. It's such an honor to have you. Uh, Before we dive into all the things we're going to talk about today, which is going to be so fascinating. So you guys, if you're listening, buckle up, get excited. This is going to be such a good one. But before we dive in, I'd love to just hear a little bit more of your background. What led you to study neuroscience and communication pathology? How did you get into that? Is that something you always wanted (laughs) to do? Like, that's just such, it's so fascinating for me. I'd love to hear Absolutely. Well, I was always interested from a young child in the brain and the mind, and I was going to become a neurosurgeon, and and um, that was my goal. I got into med, med school, and then there was the school where I was going to go to offered this new degree, where it was a combination of um, neuroscience, which was very, very new in the in the 80s, mm-hmm. and medicine and communication pathology, and it was just absolutely fascinating. And I thought, well, that looks like a better degree because it's actually going to help me understand the – I don't want to just be cutting up dead – you know, people's brains all day, if people mm-hmm. are asleep, mm-hmm. I'd rather be connecting with people and whatever. Mm-hmm. So long story short, I entered into this degree and it was a four-year degree, seven-year degree that they pushed into four years. So they worked us like seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And at the time I thought, oh no, what have I done to myself? But mm-hmm. after I'd done it, I'm so glad I did because I would never, ever have gone in the direction I have gone if I didn't do that degree. Mm-hmm. And the direction is that I've really spent 38 years now studying what the mind is mm-hmm. and the mind brain body connection so psycho neurobiology and basically how to manage our mind and applying it from a very um deep level context of people with traumatic brain injuries mm-hmm. and learning disabilities and autism and severe sexual trauma or war yeah. trauma or whatever and aut- and uh, dementias and all those kind of things to also showing that you know mind management doesn't just have to have to happen when we've gone through trauma mm-hmm. or brain damage but it also every moment of every day from 
you're very young, we've got to learn to understand our thoughts and, you know, what our memories and what our emotions and how to manage life and how to deal with the effect of trauma and how to change that. So I developed a theory, I developed applications um, and systems and spent my whole life researching all that and I still do research I don't practice anymore I practice mm. for 25 years but I think really what triggered triggered the sort of direction as well was a lecture I was attending a neuroscience lecture and the neuroscience professor said our brain can't change and I thought that's wrong mm. <laughs> because our mind is changing all the time and our mind is not the same as the brain so the mind is brain is changing the brain must be changing because the mind uses mm. the brain or shows up in the brain and the professor said that's a ridiculous question I actually did a TED talk on this and um, I said, okay, well, give me the worst population that you can think of the most difficult to study, and I'm going to show that I believe this is correct. Mm. And so they suggested to work with traumatic brain injury. There was very little research on people's traumatic brain injuries because they didn't believe the brain could heal. Mm. So, I, so I did some of the first neuroplasticity research in my field back in the late 80s, and I showed that no matter how traumatically damaged the brain is, with directed mind input, you can actually change the mind and the brain and the body and change how people function. And I showed a 35 to 75% improvement in functioning. And that just spurred all these years of research wow. up, to, up to the current day. And I still do research and I still, well, to, for the rest of my life, I will keep researching this and making mind not elusive, but very tangible to people mm -hmm. to help them. You mentioned something, first of all, that's fascinating. And you used two words or two things that you said that I want to touch on. One, you mentioned mind management, which I'm going to circle back and ask about. But you also made a comment about how the mind and the brain are two different things. And I want to, I don't want to gloss over that because to me, I, that was just like mind blowing. Um, I'd love if you can explain what you mean by that, um, because I often have always thought of them as one and the same. Well, first of all, you're not, it's, it's totally understandable that you have thought of them as one and the same because for the last 40 years, they've been promoted as the same thing and literally promoted because it's been the sort of mainstream discussion coming from sort of mainstream scientists that as they've pulled back into, you know, research studies back into the, into the mainstream. And so mind and brain are spoken as one, but they're completely different. And for years, for, it's only in the last 40 years that we started speaking about mind and brain as the same thing. Mm. If you go back to the ancient texts and we scientific texts as well as literature and um, spiritual texts, you will see mind is always separate from the physical. So we see now if you also if you analyze and what I've what I've done is look at is analyze a lot of studies around the mind and brain as well as doing my own research. I've done historical research looking at what are they actually doing when they do a mind mm -hmm. experiment that they say the brain's making you do this and the brain's making you do that and the brain's making you do this. What they do is they bring people into a lab and they give them show them pictures for example of of, um, of scary things and then people and then they've got them linked up to techno brain technology like fMRIs and then the brain is, is doing all kinds of things on the fMRI and they say oh the brain made them scared but there's an illogically the person is alive they've been shown a scary picture so first of all the mind is working and that the mind is showing up in the brain so the mm. brain is the physical part and the easiest way to understand the mind brain separation the absolute easiest way is to throw all the science everything that you've ever heard about mind and brain out the door and just think of the fact that you and I are alive and we can have this conversation because we are alive but if we were dead we couldn't have this conversation mm. you and if you and I had a dead 
person sitting next to us, Mm -hmm. they couldn't have anything, they couldn't respond. Mm -hmm. We could put all the technology in the world on them, we would see no response. Mm -hmm. And the same, we could put it on us, having this conversation, and we would see massive responses inside our mind and in our brain and our body. So mind is your aliveness. It's the driving force. It's first cause. It is the most important thing to understand because if your mind is not managed or understood, what your mind shows up in your brain, your body, your mind uses your brain and your body and the three together then are how you express you, how you are alive and doing what you do. So if your, if your mind needs your brain and your body, your brain and your body need your mind for, for life. Mm. Your mind and your mind needs your brain and your body to express yourself. So if your mind's a mess, your brain and your body are a mess. And that's, that's absolutely confirmed 150 years worth of research showing messy mind messy brain and body so what i've done is just sort of taken that to a whole different level because we've had way too much philosophy and way too much um mismessaging out there of people saying mind is elusive or consciousness is elusive it's a hard question of science me what's the most obvious you Mm -hmm. different to me you able to ask me questions in in over the phone in a podcast Mm -hmm. and we are able to have a decent discussion because because of our mind it's our mind that's doing this Mm. And it's people's minds that are enabling them to be able to process what we're saying. So that's wow. a basic sort of Cliff Notes version of mind brain. Wow. My brain is blown. My mind is blown. I don't know which way to say it now. My mind. <laughs> no, that is so fascinating. Wow. Well, and I wanted to circle back to speaking about the mind. You, I know you spent a lot of your work developing and researching a mind management process that you call neurocycling. Can you walk us yeah. through what that process looks like now that we really understand the mind and how it differentiates from the actual organ of the brain itself. Okay, perfect. So when we talk about mind, we've got this, this is our aliveness. So I think uh, I'm going to give you an, an example, then I'll unpack the, the system. Okay. So if we had someone, like we, now we're having conversation and let's say someone phoned in, not they're going to phone in, but let's say someone phoned in and they started screaming at you and I. And we would have a reaction thinking, gosh, we're just trying to help you. You know, why are you screaming at us kind of thing? And it would throw us off a little bit and we'd both be, wow, what, you know, we'd have a whole. So we had, we reacted to that situation. We had an experience Mm -hmm. and we were able to react to that situation. And if we managed it badly, we would, it would affect the whole interview. But if we managed it well and cut the listener off and said, well, there must be the reason. And we have a whole logical discussion. We've managed our mind. I mean, that's a mm. silly example, mm. but basically mind needs to be managed because otherwise mind will go down a track because our mind is that the core of who you are, you are wise mind. Mm. You we, we see this in our um, in in the study of using things like quantum physics and physics and things, the gravitational field re- research. We see that we naturally have rhythms that are through that are in the gravitational field and electromagnetic forces that are healthy. And when they disrupted, they look unhealthy, mm. and that then affects how the person's functioning. So if a person is in a is in um, being upset or being going through an adverse circumstance, the the that affects the the um, quantum physics, the electromagnetics, the and that you can pick up in an EKG in a heart, uh, the heart monitor with a QEEG looking in the brain. In other words, the the there's a physics component to um to the mind, and then there is um uh, the psychological component to mind, which is how we think and feel and choose. And so you put the physical and the psychological together you have mind and mind is moving in the brain and the body and it's causing changes inside the brain and the body and then that feeds back into the mind and we have this sort of feedback loop going Mm. on so um, essentially we can manage that process so as a therapist 
way back when I wanted to see how could we drive that process to help a person with brain damage or a learning disability or autism or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so in order to be able to do that, I had to study, well, what is actually going on? What is a, you know, what, what, what is a thought? What is a memory? What is a feeling? Mm-hmm. Is there a process? What is neural wiring? What is anything? And so I started with the basics of, you know, well, how does the brain function? What is, what is, what is, what is a neuron? All that kind of stuff mm-hmm. back to, well, how am I managing? How someone, how do people think? What are they doing? What do you do all day? Long. As soon as you're awake, you're responding to life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And in that research, I saw that there's a. We basically take this is the simple version. We take an experience in life and we process it to the mind. Mm-hmm. The mind is the filter. Um, it's the how you think, feel. It's got two parts to the filter. There's the think, feel, choose part, and then there's the physics part, which is gravitational fields and all mm-hmm. physicsy stuff. And then that goes into the physical substrate of brain and builds into the brain um, into little proteins that are grouped together to make trees. And while that's happening, the brain sends a message to the rest of the body and every cell of the body changes its, it has a change inside of its cells in terms of the gene structure. And so that's a very complicated process, mm-hmm. but that process is happening all day long. We build around about 8,000 to 10,000 of these thoughts every day and we've been doing it since a certain point in the womb. So Every moment that you're awake, you are converting every conversation, everything you read, everything you do into your brain via your mind. And that then, then your mind-brain-body connection, once it's in your brain and in your body, then you can actually use that. Then you'll speak it, do it, whatever it is. That you, you, the action will happen. The communication will happen. And the neurocycle controls that process. It is, it's based on how that process works, and it teaches you to access your wise natural wired for love nature which is how we survive we all we all want to be designed for survival so we have that as our neuro in our psycho neurobiology we see that we are wired for optimism we're wired for love literally scientists say that so we don't have structures in our brain for anything toxic mm. we have structures in our brain for health and for managing toxicity Hmm. So part of the wise mind then is that we have, because we can think, feel and choose, we don't always make the right choices because we don't always know what's coming up. We can't control people, states, events, circumstances, uncertainties, a very, very, very big and integral part of life. So therefore, there's a lot of messiness involved, and that's normal. We all like little researchers. I'm a scientist. I have a create a hypothesis. I create a scientific experiment to test my series of hypotheses, and then I see what happens. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what we're doing all the time. We Uncertainty comes along. We throw something out there, add it a response, and it works or doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, what we're supposed to do is clean up the mess, learn mm-hmm. from that, grow, and repair. And that's mind management. Mind management is saying, okay, it's okay to be a mess, but let me draw on my wisdom to see what was the mess, why did I make the mess, and how can I improve this so I don't make this mess again? Mm-hmm. So how can I improve my survival, my wired full of nature, my impact on the world? Because it's not about me, it's about me in the world. So the nearest, and I know this is long-winded, but if you don't understand that, the nearest, if I just throw out the five steps, no one will benefit at all from the neurocycle. Mm. The neurocycle is a profound way that you can manage your mind to change the wiring in your brain and mm. to change the genetics in your body and therefore to change how you show up in life. Mm. So that's the kind of big picture. I don't know if you want to unpack any of that before I go into any more depth because I can go into many levels of deep. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I don't know. I trust you. I would I would love to hear what the steps look like. Maybe you don't have to go too deep into the details of those, but um, what does that actually look like? Like, I, I mean, 
Feel free to go as deep as you'd like, but I'm I'm sitting around the edge of my seat, super curious. (laughs) Okay. Absolutely, because it makes sense. Okay, so there's there's a few little elements. The first thing is you have to, there's a a mindset that you come into it with to make it work because your mind drives everything. So there's a mindset that drives the neurocycle, and I'll tell you what that is in a moment. Then you have to prepare your brain because your brain is a bunch of physical stuff. Mm -hmm. And the, the chemistry goes, Ori, you know, your oxygen levels drop, you can't even think straight. So you have to prepare the brain. And then you have to go into a state of awareness and beyond awareness. And that's where the five steps come in. And then in that process, sometimes we get very overwhelmed by seeing trauma that we had suppressed or whatever. So we need to be able to decompress. And all of this happens over a time period. So there's no, it's not a quick fix. There's no quick fix. When it comes to mind, it's lifestyle. The rest of your life, you're going to be managing your mind. Your mind, if you think of it like this, you can go three weeks without food, three days without water, three minutes without oxygen, but you can't even go three seconds without using your mind. Mm. So therefore, mind, you always, you, your mind's still working at night. At, at night, your mind is sorting out what you've built during the day. During the day, your mind is building what you're going through in the day. Mm. So it's an ongoing process. So the neurocycle um, develops is how you can develop your ability to self-regulate mm. how you are going through the day and how you are managing the traumas of the past that are imp- impacting your everyday moments, impacting your relationship, your work, your because the past does impact the present. Mm-hmm. The past is is influencing how we are functioning in our present everything. Mm. So we need to be working on two levels, managing the moment by moment and managing the impact of the past. And the neurocycle is how you do that. So essentially, um, the, and then, there's a, then there's also a third little thing before I dive in mm-hmm. is there's a time frame. And that is that there's no quick fix. We live in an instant quick fix, as you know, mm-hmm. world that wants, you know, give me the five steps, give me the pull. Right. There's no ways that's going to happen. Um, we see from the work in the work that's been done over the, over the years, I've done a lot of this work in my recent work, I talk about it too, is that if you're going to change mental pathways, mind pathways, so the gravitational fields that are very strong, um, and the neural pathways in the brain that look like trees that are very strong, and the genetic changes in the body that are very strong, you need time. And the time is cycles of 21 days. And from my work, it looks like that you need a minimum of three cycles to make any kind of major change. And sometimes you need multiple cycles. So some people will say, I haven't got 63 days. Well, my answer to that is, well, your mind is still working 63 days later. So if, it, it's, if it's been working in a messy way for 63 days, in 63 days time, you're even more of a mess. But if you do this, your mind's working anyway. But if you start managing your mind in 63 days time, you're much less of a mess. Hmm. And hmm. so therefore, it just keeps improving. So that's not like you're going to stop, do this, and nothing else happens in your life. This just fits into your life because this is how you manage your life. Mm. So eventually it translates into a lifestyle of where you work like you dedicate a fixed amount of time are recommended in the morning, even if you, you know, sometimes during the day, around 15 minutes or so, maximum 45, where you work on the trauma patterns and every human has trauma, some worse than others, mm-hmm. but every human has levels of trauma you have, you have had, will have in the future and have currently got. So we, and trauma affects everything about us. It affects its adverse circumstances. I mean, COVID, if someone says they haven't had, you've just been through COVID. So I mean, COVID mm-hmm. and we're going through. So it is, that is a trauma. So there's, you've been bullied. You've had someone shout at you. You've had a bad comment on social media. Everyone has levels of trauma. Mm-hmm. So we need to be managing that all the time because if we don't, it gets messy, 
we experience is physically changing the brain and the body and cumulatively over time if we don't manage those changes then the brain and the body it aggregates and accumulates and our vulnerability to disease etc increases up to up to 98 percent of the time so this is this avoids all of that the neurocycle avoids all of that so it's, but it's got to be done in cycles change does not happen in one day or four days or even 21 like we often think habits form in 21 days mm-hmm. habits imply that you're going to change your behavior that ta- that doesn't happen in 21 days it takes at least 63 days for a decent level of a habit to form which means that you'll have a change in your communication and behaviors and so on um so the, this neurocycle is is a is a five-step process that you do daily for 15 to 45 minutes when you're working on the trauma patterns. When you Once you've mastered it there, you'll very soon find yourself doing the quick version, which is the same five steps, but the, it doesn't mean you drop the, the daily stuff. You keep doing that. As I said, we've always got trauma to work on. But you can also apply during the day in one minute. So if you wake up and you're in a terrible mood, you don't catch that mood, you, your whole day is going to be a mess. And so you can quickly do a neurocycle to catch that and sort that out. Or you're in a business meeting and someone says something that completely throws you and you totally throw them off guard, you can quickly do a neurocycle to bring yourself back into wisdom so that you don't, you know, make a mess in the meeting or whatever. Hmm. Or your kids suddenly throw you, you have an argument with this with a loved one or whatever. You can so you can use the neurocycle constantly to self-regulate and that's mind management. Wow. Okay, so those are the, those are the sort of principles operating. The the then if we dive into the actual um the actual neurocycle, you want to come in with the correct mindset, as I mentioned, and that mindset is that we see from the psychoneurobiology, which is mind, brain, body, that you wired for love. And therefore you're amazing. Mm. You're phenomenal. And this is not motivational. I am not a motivational speaker. I'm a scientist. Mm. And as a scientist, I can tell you that there isn't a single structure in your brain or your body that is wired for toxicity. It is only wired for fixing up messes and producing phenomen- wow. phenomenal you. And there's something you can do that no one else can do. And your brain and your body are driven by your mind, which is even more phenomenal, never stops, never gets tired, and is all about doing everything to make you succeed and all about survival. So that's the core of who you are. So if you're showing up with patterns of like, you know, brain fog and overwhelm and toxically stressed and feeling so depressed, mm-hmm. and that's not who you are. Those are symptoms of something going on in your life. So you're feeling depressed because of, you can't have depression. Depression is not like cancer or diabetes. Those are physical things you can have. Mm. Um, depression and anxiety are symptoms of something that's going on in your life. They are warning signals that go along with warning signals of behavior and perspective and physical symptoms in your body. And so the neurocycle, therefore, teaches you how to become um, in a very – uh, it's like Amazon. Mm-hmm. Amazon is a very effective delivery system. It will deliver anything, anywhere, anytime. The neurocycle is a very effective mind Amazon, for want of a better way of explaining it. It helps you deliver, get your mind under control. Because you all know mind, if a mind's not under control, everything else is a mess. So first thing that you 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 do is you get into into a state of observing yourself. So deliberately and consciously self-regulate. Mm-hmm. How am I lately? What is what is a pattern in my life that that I'm that I'm in? It's like what's changed? What's this consistent thing that's kind of worrying me? Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm definitely sadder than normal. Definitely more frustrated than normal. So those emotions, okay, behaviors. What's changed? Okay, much less creative. I'm just making stuff. Mm-hmm. Much less creative. Maybe more irritable in your relationships. Okay, behaviors. Okay, what are your body symptoms when you think about this? Definitely got more GI symptoms. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And what about your perspective? Ugh, life sucks. Okay, so those are now four warning signals and you are clinically, objectively standing back and observing yourself and taking the time to unpack. In other words, you, you're going into a very mindful awareness that we hear a lot about, mindful awareness. But you can't stop there. And a lot of people will do that sort of thing and then they'll do a meditation exercise or breathing and they'll stop there. It's not enough. And I showed with my research, if you become mindfully aware but you don't actually deconstruct and find why you like that, Over time, you are going to get worse. Did you know that 85% of the grass-fed beef in stores is imported from overseas? I know, I was shocked when I found that out too. You would actually struggle to find American meat in the store, even if you tried. Here's why. The product of the USA tag isn't exactly what you think it is. Foreign countries can actually process their meat here and then label it like it came from the USA, when in reality, it was only processed here. Because of these labeling laws that favor foreign imported meat, over 100,000 independent American farms and ranches have closed since 2015. Good Ranchers has been turning this around for four years now by selling 100% American meat. When they say product of the USA, they mean it and can prove it. As I've been on my wellness journey over the last year or two, one thing that I've become really conscious about is where I'm sourcing my food. I want to know where it's coming from, the quality that it truly is. And it can be hard to find companies that do what they actually say they're doing and that are reliable and trustworthy and that provide the quality. So what I love about Good Ranchers when I discovered them recently is that not only do they support American farms and they're 100% American meat, but they also only sell steakhouse quality. Their beef is all USDA graded prime and choice, which is the highest grades beef can receive. Good Ranchers sells the best steaks, gourmet burgers, chicken, seafood, and more. And you can even get those crave-worthy bone-in cuts like T-bones, porterhouses, and ribeyes from them. Plus, their pre-marinated chicken makes meal prep so easy and tasty, which takes the stress out of dinner making. And I am all about stress-free and efficiency when it comes to meal prep and nourishment and all the things we have to do with our lives to feed ourselves and live the busy lives that we do. On top of that, Good Ranchers is also about half the price of those other online meat guys. Your dollar just goes further with them which I love. And I just wish I would have learned about this brand so much earlier in my journey. But here we are. We know about it now. Lastly, Good Ranchers donates 10 meals to families in need for every box purchased so you can do good and eat good at the same time. They have donated over 500,000 meals to date and since they started, which is amazing. If you want to give Good Ranchers a try, which I highly recommend doing, go to goodranchers.com slash Jordan and save $20 or better yet, subscribe and save on each box of mouthwatering American meats that will show up on schedule right to your door. Again, get $20 off and free express shipping if you go to goodranchers.com slash Jordan or use the code Jordan at checkout. That's $20 off and free express shipping at goodranchers.com slash Jordan. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer? Upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. 
Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. And I show this in pictures in my new book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, where I show brain scans of people whose anxiety levels got so bad and the DNA got affected and the inflammation in their body because whatever you do in your mind will affect your HPA axis and your home, your endocrine system and your cardiovascular mm. system and it does happen because your mind is using your brain and your body. Right. So if it uses your brain and body incorrectly, your body will scream back at you with those things. And so you have, we have to pay attention. Fortunately, you can get that under control. I mean, I showed you can even change your DNA within nine weeks. Mm. You can bring inflammation down within in three weeks you can you know so you you can do this and and statistically significant changes so you want to come into this whole thing with this mindful awareness that you are phenomenal you're incredible you're showing up like this because of a reason it's not who you are the guilt the shame the condemnation whatever mm-hmm. embrace all of those you come into this with a tremendous amount of kindness towards yourself no matter how bad no matter how bad the thing is that you think you've done you are very kind to yourself it's vital because that that is the truth the truth is that you didn't 
do this on purpose. This has happened because of something. Mm-hmm. You've got patterns because of something. Everyone does something because of something. Think of it like this. By listening to what I'm saying and by overemphasizing this, be kind to yourself, blah, 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 you have made 1,400 neurophysiological responses work for you instead of against you. Mm-hmm. As I'm talking to you now and telling you, you are incredible. You really feel better just by me saying that. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to question, well, maybe I'm not so bad. Maybe, you know, that thing that I do is, you know, there's a reason. I, it doesn't mean that I've got a, you know, bad personality or bad genes or terrible brain or I've got a diseased brain. Maybe there's a reason that's caused this. And that in itself starts increasing the resilience in your brain and your body. Mm-hmm. And toxic stress means against you, which means the cells you make every second, the million plus cells you make every second are getting unhealthier and, un- and unhealthier. Those cells make up your organs, which make up your systems, which make up your body. Mm-hmm. And every second without managing our mind, those are actually getting weaker. So as soon as you manage our mind, we reverse that and we make them stronger. You know, so when I say set the this, this scenario for you, this is not just nice to know. This is absolute critical um, for, for basic functioning in order to be able to move forward and do the hard work of detoxing the brain or building building new pathways in the brain. When you start doing that and you get into that mindset, you've got all this physiology working for you and all that stuff. As you start gathering awareness of these signals, like I said, the frustration, the depression, et cetera, et cetera, and you get into this mindful awareness, that can create a little flutter in your heart and a shot of adrenaline and a little bit of neurochemistry going crazy. And you may start feeling quite frightened. And so now you have to prepare your brain so that so mindset, now brain preparation. And you still haven't hit the neurocycle yet. These are all part of the system. It's mm-hmm. all kind of setting up the envelope and the stamps and all that kind of stuff. And the brain preparation are, are things that we're all very familiar with. It's things like breathing techniques and tapping and havening and maybe a bit of meditation and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. In my app called Neurocycle, which is available on iTunes and Google Play, every day I do a two to three minute brain prep exercise with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got examples in my books as well, and there's many out there. But what this does is it drops the neurochemical reaction because when you start looking at something in your life, it can be quite scary when you say, oh, I really do feel guilty and I feel shame or I feel condemnation. And mm-hmm. yes, it's not me, but this is making you feel a bit like not so good in your body. So the brain preparation calms down the neurochemical chaos, which can block blood flow to the brain and block um, you know, the increased impulsivity. And you don't want that. You want to be in as calm a state as possible when you do the work of detoxing. So you do that for two to three minutes and then you dive into the neurocycle. And the neurocycle is a systematic step-by-step, five-step process of steps that are all very familiar. But when done in that order, and take away or add steps, You, I've worked out exactly as you do step one, this happens in your brain, in your mind, and your body. When you do step two, this happens in your brain, your mind, and your body. Mm-hmm. And I put a summarized chart of that in the book. So you actually are ba- basically taking control of your mind to change the structure of your brain and mm-hmm. your body, which is phenomenal. Wow. So the first step is gather awareness. The second step is reflect. The f- third step is um, is writing. The fourth step is also a writing step, two different writing steps. And the fifth step is a little action called an act of reach. Simple words, very carefully chosen, very heavily scientifically researched for 38 years, mm-hmm. and things that you're all familiar with, but put into a system that is very deliverable. So you can put all your own little techniques with into the system. So think of it, as I said, like an Amazon. What you It's a system that works, and the, the details that you put in, that's up to you. So if you find, oh, if I add this at the gather step, it helps me, do it. You know, that's the, that's the freedom you have within the process. But basically, the first step of gather is, remember, you've set up your mindset that you're amazing, 
amazing. You're kind to yourself. You've embraced. You're not scared of the stuff. You've got all this physiology working for you. You've prepared your brain. You've done some breathing or whatever. And I give various different exercises. So you're in a good state. So as you gather, think of yourself going into an apple orchard with a basket. And you go up to a tree. You choose the tree. And you start picking the apples. And you choose the apples. That's what gather is. You choose the pattern that you are working on. And you're now gathering those signals that you briefly identified earlier on, but more specifically. So, okay, what are my emotions? Let me pick them. What is the level of intensity? And in the book I have, as well as in the app, I have a guide of emotional words because it's amazing how we can run out of words when you've got to find them. We can think of like three. So it's Mm -hmm. nice to have a whole list and then you can choose them and then you can rank them. So, okay, this is at a 10. This is really like overwhelming me. This one's at a three. So you start becoming a little bit more sort of analytical and it's all done, you know, very sort of like clinically and, you know, wise mind. It's your wise mind talking to you because it's who you really are, helping the messy you. You know, it's all that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And then you gather your behaviors in the same way and your perspective and your and your um and your body signals and then you go to reflecting so now you've got them in your basket now you pick each up up and you say okay why ask answer discuss ask answer discuss and then as you start that information that you've gathered the apples and the as you pick it up the why you now start writing down the third step and the third step so each step is going to take you you're very disciplined you don't just go through this and solve the problem you don't gather everything the first day on day one you may gather four apples and reflect to the point of okay like one sentence and Mm -hmm. write down one sentence tomorrow you're going to pick it up again it's going to take you a full 21 days to really deconstruct it looks like a tree. It's like all branched and like leaves on tree on branches, words on branches. And in the app, I have a video of this. In the book, I have how to do it with a picture. And I have another whole book that's just dedicated to this. If people go to my site, they can find all this information. The, the book I'm referring to is called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess and Think, Learn, Succeed. So there's two books. And then the app is Neurocycle. And then you're going to... When you write it down, it's a big mess. And that's good because you're diving into the depths of your non-conscious mind, which works 24-7, which is the biggest part of you, which is where all your memories inside your thoughts since a certain time in the womb till now are built. So there are trillions of trees there. Mm-hmm. So you're in the middle of this huge forest is your wisdom. So there's a strip down the middle that's just all for you. It's all about wisdom, survival. And you're using that. That's very active as you do this. And what we see from the research is the more you dig deep, the more you really introspect, the more you access this wisdom nature that we have at our core. Mm -hmm. And it helps you then fix up the messes. So that step three, each step is taking you deeper, deeper into your wisdom. Step three is revolutionary and heart digs deep. The fourth step is like you, 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 you'll get, your mind gets kind of blown in step three when you think, where did all this stuff come from? What does it mean? And then step four is to try and make sense of it and to start reconceptualizing it, seeing it in a different way. And then step five is a little action. So in the first day, you may say, I'm, I'm, I'm sad, I'm, I have brain fog, I'm irritable, and life sucks. And you might, you write all that down, and in your reflect, you might have thought, well, this is happening a lot, and it seems to be linked to um, certain situations that I'm in. It seems to be mainly with these people. I don't know, I'm just making mm-hmm. something up. And then you, as you write that down, you start 
getting, oh my gosh, there's this and there's that and there's a whole bunch of stuff. And then um, you you step four, you start saying, okay, well, there's definitely certain people are triggering me. I'm with them more and they're doing something and it's definitely triggering me in this way. So I need a little bit of a boundary. So for the rest of today, my boundary is going to be to avoid these people. And literally that's kind of it. So your, your active reach is a little action you take. And it's not that you're going to be rude to that person, but I need to protect myself. Boundaries are there to protect you, not to cut people out. It's to mm-hmm. protect you. Mm-hmm. And so you have a little boundary that is if they come close, I'm going to imagine a shield around me and I'm not going to let their words penetrate through the shield. Mm-hmm. And so every time they're around you during the day, you just imagine a shield and you're looking at them and smiling, but there's a shield and you the, everything's bouncing off you. And that's an example. And tomorrow you come back and you go deeper. Why am I having this reaction? And the next day, and so you go through, you know, you go through the five steps each day until day 21. It takes about 21 days to pull up the root. To dig out, think of each day digging sand around the roots of the tree. And when you're up in the root, the tree starts to die. Mm. And you also, at the same time as finding it, you are also guiding yourself to say, what do I, how do I want to act? How do I want to be? I want to be creative again. I don't want to feel sad. I, I don't want to be triggered in these situations. What do I want? And so you're building a replacement thought. So by day 21, you've got how you want to be and versus how you were. But you still remember how you were. And then you've got to stabilize that because it's a tiny little tree and there's millions of trees in the forest. So you're not going to have any behavior change at this point. You're going to know your new narrative and the old one, but you have to stabilize it. So for the next 42 days, you spend just two to three minutes, five minutes max, just going through the five steps, but quickly on that thought to grow it. So you grow and stabilize it over the next 42 days. Then at the end of 42 days, you have a whole new neural pathway that will radically you'll be overwhelmed at the change in your life and people will notice it. It's radical. And I mean, I can say this because I've done this for 38 years and I have seen incredible changes, not only in my own life and my kids, and I have four kids, but in millions of people as well as thousands of patients that I've worked with. When you do this properly, you can can actually get an 81% control over these issues in your life and change them. You know, and it's one thing after another. When you do that one, then you see, hey, oh, okay, I did it once. There's 5,000 other things, okay? Mm-hmm. Tackle them one at a time. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's no cookie cutter. There's no, you just keep going. You just mm-hmm. keep going and every day you get better. Wow, that is so fascinating. It is, it, it sounds simple, but then when you, when you explain the, the science behind it and the, stra- like the, the reason behind it, it just, it's honestly so fascinating to me. And I was actually going to ask a follow-up question about that. You touched on something about genes and um, just how these neural pathways and whatnot can affect our cells. And I really, you know, I've often heard, and I'm sure plenty of us have often heard, our body can follow our minds, right? Like, and you just touched on that. So I'd love if we can, if we can pause there for a second and even just understand, you know, there's this concept of, I think it's called epigenetics, where your behaviors and environment can mm-hmm. affect the way your genes are expressed. So you might be genetically predisposed to something or are more likely to get a certain disease, but if you change the way you eat or your lifestyle, you can turn those potentially on and off. How can the neurocycle influence genes or change genes? Because you had mentioned something about that. And I'd love if we can um, dig into that a little bit as well. Absolutely. So for years, I've also researched this concept. And basically, you're quite right. Epigenetics is the external factors that change the how the genes switch themselves on and off and therefore also how they kind of reconstruct themselves. And um, when they, you know, sometimes they turn on too often and that's, 
destructive. Sometimes they don't turn on enough and that's mm-hmm. destructive. And sometimes they've mutated so much that you want them off. Mm-hmm. And so things like um, what we're seeing is that um, there's been a lot of research around diet and, and exercise influencing, but there hasn't been enough until recently on how the mind, there's, there's a, quite a large body of literature, but there's, it's becoming more more um more evident in in today, there's so many more people talking about epigenetics, which is a good thing. I've been speaking about it for almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And essentially, the neurocycle is uh, epigenetics in in its most basic is whatever a gene can't switch itself on. It's like a light can't switch itself on. It has to be switched on by something, mm-hmm. and um, that that something is is your mind. Your genes are not self-emergent. Your brain's mm-hmm. not self-emergent. Mm-hmm. So if you're dead, your genes are doing nothing. But because you're alive right now, mm-hmm. your mind is switching on your genes wow. and um, the, the quality of your genes or controlling the switching on and off and we have short medium and long-term genes and they're working 24 7 and they are the little engines inside the cells that are enabling us to keep our body going and our body keeps changing all the time so we're making about 810 to a million cells every second wow. but if you did you but if you did you make no cells and all the cells are based around our genetic action making new cells. So what I looked at specifically are telomeres in my most recent research. And a telomere is if you if you hold up your fingers in a cross, your two index fingers, and you look at your nails, your nails would be the telomere, the cross is the chromosome, and the chromosomes come out of your DNA. Mm-hmm. And your DNA is we'd be talking about genes, genes are on the DNA. So um so you when you when you look at a chromosome, you um, your little X on your finger, the, the genes are basically on the chromosome. And your telomeres are at the end, and they are it's a whole package that works together. And the telomere, what we see is very influenced by the external. And if a telomere, if your fingernails are all broken and raggedy and weak and etc., etc., it's kind of sore and they're not healthy. If, if our telomeres are like that, then we don't make healthy cells. Our genes don't work like they should. Mm-hmm. And whereas if they're strong and healthy, then they we make good cells. And so um, the way what we've seen is there's a lot of work on diet and exercise influencing telomeres. And as I said, there's more recent work showing that things like meditation and stuff change the telomeres. And in my work's probably the most recent showing that when there's a very, very, very um, distinct mind-driven organized logical way of thinking which the neurocycle provides where you actually analyze in the way that I was describing you influence your telomeres so we saw people coming into the beginning of our trial where their telomeres were a mess and in terms of length and strength etc and over the period of the 63 days there was a significant lengthening and strengthening of the telomeres which was phenomenal because up until quite recently we didn't think we'd see changes in telomeres in shorter than five years and we saw it in nine weeks and wow. so that just shows that um, you can and you need to obviously do bigger studies on this but there are other people now that are studying and looking at um, you know using meditation to control stress and they're seeing similar things so, so as I said my program is much more like it's an action step it's not just meditation you do meditation mm-hmm. plus so if meditation helps meditation plus helps even more and so basically what that means is that you're influencing the health of your genes and you are basically things that are mutated that have passed through generations and things they pass through your sleep as you correctly said but they're activated through nurturing environment what you eat etc um, so if you if parents have um, been neglected in the past but they've 
they chose to bring their children up in a very different way to how they were brought up, it doesn't, even though that gene of neglect would have passed through, it doesn't mean that it's activated. You can actually wipe it out. You can actually change it mm-hmm. in the next generations and things like that. So we see that with food plus also with nurturing and that sort of thing. Wow. So that's what that means. Wow. That is so, so actually. Yeah, it is. And so then we show that the neurocycle, um, so people were dealing with toxic issues like a, whatever, whatever they were dealing with. And we showed that those massive changes in our control group, and it was a random control group, so it's randomized control. So they didn't know who was who, mm-hmm. nor did we until the end of the study. Those that didn't have mind management, they just became aware because of all the testing we did, made them very, very aware of their issues because we did brain testing and blood work and DNA work and mm-hmm. profiles and questionnaires, and um, they got worse. They, mm-hmm. they, there was a significant um, in decrease in, in length and, and structure of the telomeres and you know, all the other things that went wrong as well in their body. And so at the, obviously at the end of the period, we gave them the neurocycle and, and that got under control. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a direct influence, which is, which is very interesting. Wow, fascinating. So that leads me to another question that I wanted to ask um, just about you and made a comment about our thoughts and memories that are in the deep or the deep part of our subconscious that have been there, you know, from our entire life. And I was, it made me curious, what is the difference between thoughts and memories? And in the same note of what we were just talking about, is it possible to rewire our thoughts in order to heal painful memories and address grief in a healthy way? Absolutely, which is what the neurocycle basically is doing. The neurocycle is basically taking those thoughts and memories and rewiring them into the healthy version over these cycles of time. So um, a thought, um, first of all, it's very quickly the subconscious, um, The it's very confusing, this kind of thought for everyone gets confused with this, but you get um, conscious subconscious and non-conscious mm-hmm. and then you get unconscious now unconscious is, is not a state of mind it is um, if you have an anesthetic or you get knocked out with a baseball bat or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. or get drunk and pass out or something like that mm-hmm. that's unconscious um, the deep state that we talk about when we talk about where our memories are that's the non-conscious oh. N-O-N the subconscious is the bridge between mm-hmm. the non-conscious, the deepest part, and the conscious. The conscious mind is only awake when you're awake, and the subconscious is basically only working when you're awake as well. So the non-conscious works 24-7. And mm-hmm. so think of the non-conscious as this enormous forest with all these thought trees, because thoughts look like trees in the brain. They're made of proteins, and they look like trees. Mm-hmm. They look like waves in the mind. They look like trees in the brain, mm-hmm. and they look like genetic changes in genes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, um, a thought, which looks like a tree is made of memories. So thoughts are made of memories. So memories data. It's just hardcore data. It's what happened. It's the facts, it's the emotions, um, and it's the choices. It's the thoughts and feelings and choices. So in in this podcast, we have all the facts are the things that I'm saying and the questions you're asking. So that those are the memories that people are building. The thought that they're building that makes that is the Big picture is this discussion, which is about mind-brain connection or mental health. I don't know how you're pitching this, but let's say it's female mental mess or whatever you've called it. That would be the name of the thought, mm. and the, but all the branches of the thoughts would be the details that I'm speaking. Mm. So if you think of a tree, a tree has roots and branches. A thought roots and branches. The roots are the origin. Where did it come from? What's the where did the data come from? The mind grabs the data and puts it into the roots first, and then the branches grow after. So it's exactly how a tree grows. You put the seed in the roots grow, then the branches, the trunk and the branches grow. Mm-hmm. So as I'm speaking, that data, what I'm saying, all the physics and psychological stuff, it's all grabbed, put in the brain and grows into the root system. Mm-hmm. So the 
this, my statements plus your questions are in the root system in people's brains that are listening, but the branches are how they're interpreting it. Mm. So these are in inter- so there's the source and then there's the interpretation. And if the source is toxic, the interpretation is toxic. Mm. And that impacts then how that, that information is carried out. So if a child is abused and they interpret themselves as being sh- um, shame and useless, it's going to manifest in their behaviors and they get labeled as, you know, whatever behavioral problems. Meanwhile, they, there's, they, they don't have an it. They have a cause. Mm. Um, so the thought is the tree. The memories are the branches and the roots. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Makes complete sense. Wow. It's so fascinating. I am just. It is, isn't it? Yes. It's like so much to process, but it's also, it, it makes so much sense. You break it down very well and give very, very helpful visuals and it really makes it, um, digestible. So I'm really thankful for that because this is so above my head. <laughs> um, no, it's good. I'm glad that helped. That's why I use the visuals because it is complex and it's stuff that I try to make simple because it's it's it's, it's a basic life skill. We're talking about the most important driving force of your humanity, your, your aliveness, which is your mind. So if we don't teach ourselves and our kids about mind, well, the consequences are evident. So, you know, we, we've got to try and counter that by helping people understand mind as efficiently as possible. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 truly so fascinating. I mean, it's over my head, but you've really broken it down in a way that's just so easy to understand and, you know, makes it digestible for, for me and I'm sure for everyone else who is just learning this for the first time. So for anyone who is interested in learning more or trying neurocycling or reading your books, where can they find your book, your app and learn more from you in general? Thanks so much, Jade. Um, they can, my Instagram handle, all my social media handles are Dr. Caroline Leaf. And from there, you can get to everything else, as we know. Um, my, my webpage is drleaf.com. I've got lots of books. Um, my most recent, which is what I've spoken mainly about on this on this interview, is called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, available on our site and also wherever books are sold globally. The NeuroCycle app, which is exactly how you do these five steps every day and all the things I've been saying about the practical, literally me giving you therapy, um, is available at iTunes and Google Play and is called NeuroCycle. Um, my podcast is called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, where I unpack these things, all these concepts we've been talking about in little episodes. And yeah, that's probably the best place for people to get hold of me in all those different places. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time and for everything that you've shared. It's truly so um, empowering, I guess is the right word in some ways, just to understand. I hope so. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. It's truly empowering and also really fascinating. So we're just so thankful for the time you were willing to give us. It's been such a blessing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you. love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.
At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.